It's a mean age. But it is going to be a beautiful future as long as we don't f*** it up. I'm Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream, where I bring you unfiltered comedy, criticism, philosophy, and politics with a Mean Age Daydream. What's up, Buttercups? Welcome to Mean Age Daydream. I am, of course, Brian McWilliams. Sorry, I moved my mic a little closer to my mouth there. As as you know, if you've been following along, I'm a, uh, in an echoey room until I get my house redone, which won't be done for months now. But here we are. Uh, it's been a hell of a day, my friends. It's been a hell of a day. We had uh, just today released the news that the Libertarian National Committee would be seeking conservatorships over Mitch McConnell, who, of course, has had so many on-camera just complete blackouts, blankouts, whatever you want to call them, wherein his doctors tell us there's absolutely nothing wrong, right? Oh, well, it wasn't a stroke and it wasn't a seizure. Then what was it? Then what was it? Was his head trying to pull back into his shell? Was he trying to think of just what he had to say? What was on the uh, the grocery list? Did I leave milk off the list? Hmm, is the oven on it? Oh, like what, what exactly would explain... Mitch McConnell blacking out for a good 30 seconds during multiple news conferences now. And yet the doctors tell us he's okay. What are they testing him for? Herpes? I mean, what what else? Hepatitis? AIDS? Oh, I'm glad he's clear of all those, but clearly something's wrong with his brain. So let's figure out what's exactly happening there. And it's shameful that he's in the position he's in. It's shameful he hasn't immediately resigned. But these power monsters, they don't want to give up that that troll food that continuously comes into their maws, a.k.a. from the military-industrial complex, pharmaceutical complex, etc. Nancy Pelosi just announced that she, of course, will be running again. And I think she would finish her next term somewhere around the age of 86. Joe Biden Naturally, we see Joe Biden up there not knowing what the hell is happening, talking about how he's going to go to bed soon, talking, you know, walking the wrong direction in the middle of a ceremony for a uh, it's like a recent military award. I can't remember if it was the Purple Heart or something else he was giving out. Just in the middle of it, starts to walk away. And we're told, oh, it's because he had COVID, so he was trying to get out of there. Okay, well, I guess it's refreshing that he wasn't wearing a mask, but he has COVID. If he had COVID, why was he doing it in the first place? And if it wasn't big enough a deal that he had COVID for him to not do the actual, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the uh, the awards, the medal ceremony, the gift giving of uh, of state acknowledgement for tasks being <laughs> completed by its citizens, whether they're forced to or not, if it wasn't big enough a deal for him to miss the ceremony, why is he leaving in the middle of it? None of it adds up. So this led to a brilliant idea by the Libertarian National Committee. I wish I could take credit for it. I think it was Angela's concept uh, to begin with. But ran it by me and I said, this is a great idea. The Libertarian National Com- Committee will seek conservatorships, a.k.a. the same thing that Britney Spears had because she is a nut. And <laughs> as you've seen, you know, we all cried to free Britney and uh, it doesn't look like it's worked out too well. Maybe we, maybe we should put Britney back in chains. But The conservatorship over these decrepit, ancient, clearly mentally deficient, brain-addled people who are in positions of such unbelievable power 
that they put America at risk. Now, of course, we cite these recent instances of people just completely blacking out of Joe Biden not knowing where he is, when he is consistently lying. And uh, of course, as I mentioned, McConnell completely blacking out as one of the reasons why a conservatorship was warranted. And yes, legally, you can have an organization take that conservatorship, but also cite the fact that, well, they're racking up trillions of dollars in debt. They've gotten us into an unwinnable proxy war in Ukraine. Meanwhile, you're seeing America fall to pieces. So clearly their priorities aren't straight. One of the reasons you get a conservatorship, if it's obvious the person can't take care of themselves, can't take care of finances and doesn't understand the ramifications of their actions. They don't understand what's going on around them. What better evidence can you have, folks? So we released that news today when I'm recording this on Tuesday and, I'm, and it's going out live on, uh, on Instagram to our YouTube pages. Of course, the podcast will be out Wednesday. But I got the biggest kick in the deck because this morning I'm up early. That's why I'm, I'm tired. Got up, you know, got up, make sure this is set. Go out 7 a.m. my time. Make sure all the all the ducks are in a row here. That's some other stuff I had to get out early too for, uh, for people over in Europe, for a different client of mine. And... What happens right after I send the release out? Well, Kevin fucking McCarthy decides, well, today's the day that the GOP is going to announce that they are going to put forward an inquiry into an impeachment for Joe Biden. Now, if you don't know how these things work, I had this happen before for different events. I remember one time I was doing some, some event for a client and it was the day that Michael Jackson died. And we had like a live event that night. We're trying to get the media there and everybody canceled because Michael Jackson was dead and they had to cover Michael Jackson dying. So what happens this morning? We put out our news. We're expecting a great news cycle because this is a pretty fucking awesome thing. This is a brilliant maneuver that not only is warranted, number one, but number two, will bring to the forefront the fact that these people are absolutely untrustworthy as stewards of an entire nation, arguably the most powerful nation in the world. And what happens? Well, this news drops about McCarthy. Now, our news just gets stomped all over, which is honestly stupid because... McCarthy announced, well, they're going to do an inquiry, but they're not actually going to do a vote on it. Now, if he had balls, he would have brought it to the table and said, we need to vote on this. We need to push this forward. He stopped short of that, saying, well, we're going to do an inquiry. Now, what that means is that they're going to do an inquiry that has no actual legal power behind it. It doesn't have subpoena power behind it. It's going to lead to nothing. Biden's going to ignore it. They're going to push it off. They'll, they'll fight with it. It's not going to come to anything until they actually vote on it, pass this in the House, and move forward with an actual inquiry. Point being, the Libertarian Party is doing the best thing here, the more legally sound thing. So if you're out there listening to this, please, number one, share the news. Number two, if you're a lawyer or know a lawyer in the D.C. area who would like to help, we're already consulting with several, but we're trying to find somebody who would like to step up and be the lead on this. So Please get in touch. Let us know you would like to uh, to be the point person to make this motion file it. So that's been my morning, folks. It's been a fun day. It'll continue to be a fun day, mind you. And uh, and we've had some fantastic coverage on it. Again, Newsweek did a nice uh, story on it this morning. And we've had some fantastic support from the libertarian community uh, and through the conservative community tweeting out how great a maneuver this is. So we're still making some good traction there. Okay, let's move on to some other things. Obviously, I don't want to make this podcast just about what we're doing with the party here. Uh, I will say that we did say 
as a party that we will support the impeachment inquiry that McCarthy's doing. But as I mentioned, we did call him out for basically making the Kabuki theater motion, but without the weight behind it. And he needed to go further. So there you go. Now, one of the other things I thought was really interesting today, and this just came out, was that there is a whistleblower. There's a CIA whistleblower who has come out and alleged that the CIA had paid its own analysts to cover up their findings. Six analysts that found that SARS-CoV-2, a.k.a. COVID-19, originated in the Wuhan lab. It paid them a substantial amount of money to change that opinion so as to align with the quote-unquote most experienced analyst on the team who had said that, and the only person of the seven that said, well, this is based in, what do they call it, a zoo zoastic a zoobly zoo based <laughs> zoonosis zoonosis that's the name <laughs> i prefer zoobly zoo magic and mystery waiting for you um so this is what uh, i'm reporting this on new york post who i believe is the first paper to break the story and so the whistleblower contends that to come to the eventual public determination of uncertainty the six members were given a significant amount of monetary incentive to change their position and the analysts were experienced officers with significant scientific expertise. And um, they, uh, in a separate letter, a House committee, this is coming out of a House committee report, House committee leaders identified former CIA chief operating officer Andrew Mar Macridis as having played a central role in the COVID investigation and asked him to sit for a transcribed interview. Of course, they are now dancing around it. Now, if you're thinking, why would the CIA go out of its way to pay its own analysts to cover this up. Well, it goes in line with the basic thinking that the CIA has never had the American public's interest at heart as the interest of the elites at heart. And the elites obviously were so deeply invested in the COVID-19 narrative as coming out of the zoonosis, AKA the wet markets where we were first told it was from eating bats. And then we were told it was from somebody doing something mysterious with a pangolin, whatever a pangolin is. It now seems that the general scientific consensus has been that this is a lab. And that also bleeds into reporting from public, which is um, Michael Schellenberger and trying to think of the other uh, affiliated journalists are with the public. But they had found that through different reporting outlets and Matt Tiabi was also involved with this. They found essentially the what they're calling the patient zero, which was a scientist working at the Wuhan lab who had initially come out, tested positive, had all the symptoms of COVID-19 and spread it from there. But essentially confirming that, yes, this came out of the lab. We have the evidence that this lab had been funded from the United States and, and Anthony Fauci was deeply uh, invested in what was going on there, that Obama had stopped the COVID-19 gain of function research here. And that was then exported out to China under the auspices of one Anthony Fauci. So the elites were invested in this lie because there was so much to cover up as far as the funding going through to gain function research, which I, you know, should theoretically uh, be illegal in many, many respects. And so you can imagine now it's in the best interest of the elites to cover this up. And who's the best at covering things up? Well, of course, that's the CIA, the CIA, which operates outside of our borders and yet somehow is involved so deeply in, in the media manipulation 
Uh, we know about all the involvement with the CIA, Operation Mockingbird, in getting us into these media outlets and making sure that media outlets are complicit and running stories through the United States government, that they rely on CIA analysts, that they report anonymous CIA uh, sources pretty much uh, every day of the week. You can find some news report that's citing the quote unquote intelligence community without any corroboration, right? That back in the days of, uh, you know, Bernstein, Woodard and Bernstein, you'd have four different sources that you needed before a story would run. Not anymore. Now they're completely bought and paid for by the CIA. We know for a fact that there are people on the CIA payroll that work at virtually every media organization. So now they're going in and convincing their own analysts. It's not enough to pay the media to cover the story up, right? It's not enough to pay the media to obfuscate, to censor, to ignore, to cry cry foul if anybody brings up that this may have come from a lab, right? It's not enough to work hand-in-hand, hand, the FBI and the CIA to work hand-in-hand hand with social media companies to make sure that nobody can even talk about this topic without being censored or removed from social media. Dare they say that this came out of a lab. They have to pay their own analysts to change their opinions. And the CIA is so, so deeply patriotic and embedded with uh, doing what's right, with the protecting the interests of the American population, that those six analysts said, well, fuck yeah, no problem. Let's add another house to the mansion. Let's make sure we can go on that vacation we want this year, and let's have a hell of a time doing it. Fuck our findings it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We're just taking the marching orders and they gave us a little candy to do what they wanted. It's truly despicable. And at, at what point do the American people have to see uh, this mountain of evidence get so high that it's eventually going to tip over? And we demand that the fucking cowards that are on Capitol Hill that run this country, that oversee, theoretically oversee the CIA, destroy this, just absolutely abolish it completely. There's no saving it. There's no rebuilding it. It is something that should be abolished. And if you're going to tell me that somehow the United States with its 50,000 different covert agencies that overlap in every fucking possible way can't, can't figure out what to do. And by the way, get rid of all of them. Get rid of all of them. But the CIA has clearly become complicit in the utmost corruption that has, that, I mean, to the core. And when you've got Chuck Schumer in a moment of clarity, saying that they've got six ways from Sunday at getting back at you should you try to decide to cross them. We know that the politicians are captured by this organization. So we, the people, have to call for them to abolish the CIA. It has to be loud. It has to be consistent. And it has to be a red line where the only people that will get to move forward in any of the decisions, in any of the polls, in any of the elections are people that are committed to abolishing this abomination, this fucking stain on the nation and finding, finally, maybe we'll be able to trust what we're getting again for, as information. Maybe we'll be able to, to trust our foreign interests once more that when America actually says that it has to do something abroad, that maybe there's a good reason for it rather than just lying us into another fucking war for no good reason because we need to prop up this or prop up that, or the CIA just decides, what the hell? It's a Wednesday. Let's go after Niger today. It's sickening. Okay. Next topic. We're going to keep buzzing through here, guys. Uh, next thing I wanted to hit on, speaking of foreign entanglements. So we've got a proxy war with Ukraine that continues to happen. 
It has now been going on for over a year. We, oops, I forgot. I can't put my arms on this desk. It's a little desk I bought. It's gone for over a year. We now, uh, the tally of this, I remember having an argument with somebody earlier about what the total amount that has been funded towards Ukraine is. And I said, look, at this point, it's got to be over a trillion. And they said, no, no way. And I said, well, let's think about not only the financial burden, let's th- not think about the, the billions and billions of dollars that we're sending over there. And every month, it's more money that's being sent over. It's not just the money. It's also the weaponry. It's also the allocation of United States resources. How much support are we giving them? Well, enough that Elizabeth Warren got pissed off at Elon Musk because he refused to play ball and refused to roll over and let the Ukraine government or state department uh, fuck his Starlink in the ass and force him to turn it on so that they could, in the words of Elon Musk, essentially find out target Russian warships that were in the region, of course, in Crimea and uh, Crimea and take them out. Now he said they were going to turn on, let me quote this from this uh, raw story article. So Musk had said, essentially there was an emergency request from government authorities to activate Starlink all the way to Sevastopol. The obvious intent being to sink most of the Russian fleet and anchor. If I had agreed to their request, SpaceX would be explicitly complicit in a major act of war and escalation. He he, uh, feared the attack could lead to nuclear retaliation against Ukraine. Uh, And in a Monday tweet, Musk said it was treasonous to criticize his decision to block the attack on Russia. Yeah, I agree with Musk. There is no reason. Now, look, the State Department, the United States State Department might be able to ask Elon Musk to do this. I still don't think it would be treasonous if he told them to go pound sand. Because Starlink is a private company. Elon Musk, as an American citizen, does not have to be complicit in war, and especially one where we haven't even declared it. And Elon Musk makes that point, too. He's an American citizen. He says this in a, in a later tweet. Actually, I'll just read it right here. I'm a citizen of the United States and only have that passport. No matter what happens, I will fight and die in America. The United States Congress has not declared war on Russia. If anyone is treasonous, it is those who call me such. Please tell them that very clearly. Amen. Elon. What is treasonous is using American treasury funds, uh, a.k.a. printed out of nothing, American taxpayer dollars, American troops, American resources to fight a undeclared proxy war in Ukraine against Russia because somehow we're supposed to believe that Russia is the greatest threat to humanity that's ever lived. All the while, the reason that Russia is becoming a bigger threat is because the United States is backing their next door neighbor. The United States has pushed NATO up to their borders. And now Russia may find itself in a position where if they do find that Ukraine starts to win this war, if Elon Musk had, in fact, turned over Starlink to them and decided, OK, I'm going to allow them to go see where every Russian ship is positioned, use like, utilizing my private technology so they can coordinate different bombing attacks to sink the entire Russian fleet. Yeah. Yeah, that might that might push things a little farther, don't you think? It's sick that now Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren, who I thought was one of those old school Democrats, right? I mean, after all, she's one twenty-five thousand Native American. You'd think having that Native American blood or soil would make her loyal to America. But yet she wants to call for an investigation into Elon Musk. She wants the Pentagon 
to call an investigation and, and investigate Elon Musk. And they're calling in, apparently, Musk into, into the, uh, the Senate to, to have some questioning because they allege that somehow his actions are questionable. Everything about what he did, to me, makes sense. And as a private citizen of this nation with a private business, he has that choice. Now, just as though with you, with war, you can be a conscientious objector, if you own a technology that the United States and its little buddy Ukraine, and again, it, it seems to me that this request was not even made by the United States government. It was made by the Ukrainian government. Like that's from what I have seen. So you would, in fact, I would argue, be treasonous to turn over your technology to a foreign nation, even if it's an ally, in order to allow them to attack a, uh, an enemy that could endanger our country. That, to me, makes more sense. As an American citizen, it makes a lot more sense to say that that's the patriotic thing to do, is to stop and go, why would I give a foreign nation this ability if the direct result could be the utter annihilation of everything here at home. It's fucking absurd. And the outrage from this fucking piece of shit, Elizabeth Warren, and from the broader Democratic base is despicable. To say that somehow Elon Musk should be drug in front of a bunch of mouth-breathing fucking mongos that inhabit the halls of the Senate and you know who gets elected. You got Fetterman in there, for fuck's sake. You've got Dianne Feinstein in there drooling over her uh, checks mix as her little, uh, I don't even know, her imps whisper in her ears what to vote for. And yes, we are probably going to be making moves, by the way, and looking into conservatorships for Fetterman and Feinstein. But I digress. To drag Elon Musk in front of these mouth breathers and allow them to rivet him with allegations of treason to somehow argue that his actions were not in the best interest of our country. And even so, as I said, they don't even need to be in the best interest of our country. They just need to be in his best interest because he's a private citizen and he hasn't leased his technology to the United States government to utilize for military attacks. So it just, it, it really is showing you the true colors of these people, just like with the CIA paying its own analysts to cover up the information that they don't want out or the information that they don't find palatable. You've got the United States Senate trying to drag Elon Musk in here in order to do another, you know, January 6th-esque uh, trees and dog and pony show to try to paint the picture that they want, that somehow Ukraine is a vital interest to the United States when we know it's not, that somehow this war is going to be over quickly if just we, if just we give more money, if we just turn over Starlink to them completely, this war will ensue. That's fucking bullshit. It's not going to happen. Elon Musk, good on you for standing up for yourself, good on standing up for what it means to be an American citizen who has the right to make their own choices. I love it. God bless Elon Musk. All right. Last thing here. We'll wrap the show up on this one. As I said, been a bit of a bit of busy, busy day. And uh, yeah, just tired, man. <laughs> just tired. Uh, but the last thing I want to touch on today, guys, is that sadly, the comedy show here in uh, in Los Angeles that was planned did not happen with Robbie the Fire. So sadly, we will not have a forthcoming live podcast, uh, at least not in the near future. We're, we are uh, 
probably going to do one again next summer. I'm sure Robbie and I will jump on and do some more podcasts just to shoot the shit. But he got, uh, if you haven't been following his Twitter, he was supposed to fly out here. He booked with Spirit Airlines, which never a good idea. You know why? Because Spirit, they're called Spirit because they're going to ghost you. So he's sitting in the airport all day long. Two days go by. He gets flights canceled day number one. They tell him to come on back now. So he goes back to the airport. And then he's sitting there another day and he gets on the airplane. He gets on the airplane this time, but he's texting me and I'm here in LA and my house is just destroyed. Cause I, as I said, I'm, I've got my other the house. I'm doing it at where we're going to have the patio porch tour. It was going to be on the back in the yard and the walls are ripped down from the house. There's piles of debris. There's wood piles and giant plat, you know, piles of plywood and nails sticking out of the ground. So I'm like, Oh fuck me. I'm going to get to go over here and clean all this shit up. So I'm texting. I'm like, are you going to make this or not? Cause I don't feel like getting my ass over there and cleaning up all this crap so we can have these shows. And we're supposed to do one Sunday too. We're supposed to drive out to a, to another part of California and Riverside. It would be a lot of fun, but he texts me and he's like, I'm not going to make it, man. Sits on the tarmac for like, I don't even know, like three hours. And we're trying to figure out if he ever got to he ever got airborne, what the hell was going to happen there. You know, are we going to try to do this show? And just sadly didn't come through. So good old Robbie. No sandwiches in California for you, uh, Robbie the Fire. Oh, you know, one, one last thing. I was going to add my thoughts on this too. And uh, it would have been at the top of the show, but because John Odermatt on Monday did uh, his whole finding freedom, basically talking about what was going on with New Mexico's governor, uh, this this horrible woman. I'm just going to add quick thoughts here. Fundamentally, this concept doesn't hold up. There's nothing constitutionally that allows a governor to suspend a constitutional right or to supersede even the laws in her own state like this. It explicitly says in the Constitution that you may not do this. You may not use a, a any sort of emergency to infringe on the basic rights of the population. This should have been obvious enough during COVID, but the American population is a bunch of bitches who went along with it. Now, the good news here is that in New Mexico, the sheriffs are not going to go along with it. Several DAs have already said they're not going along with it. And in fact, as, as John mentioned, even the Democratic Party, many people, even David Hogg, David Hogg, for Christ's sake, when you've got David Hogg, David, I hate guns and want to ban guns, Hogg, tweeting how you cannot use that you cannot take this action that is something like that you know that's i couldn't be more surprised if i had just opened the ark of the government like indiana jones and my face started fucking melting when david hogg is talking about how, how this governor of new mexico cannot do this because it's unconstitutional that's incredible i mean that's amazing but it's unbelievable to see the stupidity of these people as i said just like the the mouth breathers in the senate who are trying to drag Elon Musk in there. The fact that this woman believes that she has this power and believes that the actions to take action, to ban people from bringing guns onto uh, government property, to ban the conceal or open carry, because New Mexico is an open carry state. What effect would this have other than to make it easier for people? If you're a psychopath, if you're a stupid ass teen, right? Because one of these events was a, a random shooting, like an, a, somebody shooting into an SUV with a kid in it. One, the other one, you know, tragic incidents, by the way. I mean, absolutely despicably horrible things. Other was a bunch of teens driving around shooting into motorhomes. I mean, there's something broken with the culture here, with the generation that's undertaking these acts. That's what's broken. Changing gun laws to allow you to say you can't open carry is not going to stop that. If anything, open carry 
why I would argue personally and very strongly so would probably be the best thing to stop something like this happening. Because if you do have somebody opening fire randomly into a motorhome and you've got everybody there that has guns that can carry their guns openly and you see that happening, you're going to pull out your gun and you're going to shoot those people and stop them from doing it. So if anything, banning that ability is going to have the opposite effect than what this moron intends. And I'm sorry, are the criminals going to somehow acknowledge this? I, the teens who were driving around with one with, I think, a father's gun, they were already breaking the law. What in your, your worldview would think that this we must do something action is going to solve anything? And as I said, it's probably going to make things worse beyond that. You've now essentially put yourself in a position to get impeached. So that's the silver lining. This person, this woman, was so abysmally stupid that she has showcased exactly why she's too incompetent to be in office. And I do feel that she will be impeached for this. I think it's going to happen swiftly. And I think it's going to be met with uh, not only is it not only in the Republican side, but pretty unanimously within that state with a loud cheer of satisfaction. And I think that there is, I honestly feel that there is a, sh a shift in the country that's happening right now. There's a shift towards fighting back against authoritarian impulses like this against lawlessness. As I was joking, you know, this mayor feels that, or sorry, this governor feels that she has <laughs> much like the criminal she's trying to stop. She feels that she is above the law, the governor of New Mexico. She feels that she is above the law, which is hilarious in her actions because they're the exact same as the criminals that she's trying to stop. The criminals also feel that they were above the law. And this moron has taken the exact same tact to stop them. She thinks she's Batman? All right, that's it. That's the end of an exhausting day, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember, you can support the show and uh, get some bonus content. Uh, this morning, hilariously, I was literally recording my uh, Good Morning Fuckhead daily rant show for our Pride members, which you get on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or lionsofliberty.locals.com. And uh, in the middle of it, like had to stop. And you just hear me so mad because I was talking about what's going on. And then in the middle of it, Gus and Kevin McCarthy did his stupid announcement. But anyway, you can support the show, get our bonus content. As I mentioned, we are going to be uh, recording our, our uh, secrets, lies, and cover-ups about the report from Iron Mountain. That's our next big bonus show coming up, which talks uh, about uh, that essentially is diving into climate change everything that's kind of created this cult of climate and how the government knew very, very implicitly what it was doing, why this was the tack to take and uh, the reasoning behind it. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Go and retweet that announcement from the Libertarian Party, please, about this conservatorship. Very important stuff that we're trying to work on here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget, if you're on YouTube, hit notifications because they are still 100% shadow banning our content. Uh, when you've got six and a half thousand people that are subscribed and 50 of you actually get to see it, you know what's happening. So please do hit the notification. And if you're, if you're on Rumble, we are also on Rumble, guys, and uh, getting more traction there, despite the fact that we have one twenty-seven thousandth of the follower base. So, again, goes to show you. All right, guys. Thank you. From me, Brian McWilliams, from the Lions of Liberty Network, and from Mean Age Daydream, keep 
those electric eyes on me, babe, and keep that ray gun to my head.